Welcome to Running is Bullshit. I'm Stuart. And I'm Amy, and you're listening to the podcast that loves to hate running. And we also want to say a big thank you for all the support sent our way when we said we were having to delay the episode again. Uh, Responses range from unsurprised shrugs to lots of people telling us that we are bullshit. And we are bullshit. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, I I did like the amount of abuse and banter we got back from that. I think that's a good thing with our audience that they can call us bullshit and we can tell them to piss off. I think that's a good, healthy relationship. Exactly. It's another week for people to send us content, basically. It's less work for us to do if we delay it by a week. Yeah, but then you have to try and squeeze it all in. But then I'll put it into next time. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Um, <laughs> but saying that, we've just hit, after about a year, just hit 20,000 downloads. That's quite nice. Damn, that's a lot. It's a big number. You know, I was talking, I went to a podcast club the other night because I'm that kind of cool person. And someone did say there, you know, often we don't talk about numbers and figures because it feels a bit, a bit gauche, like you're showing off. Or it might admit that you're a bit crap. It's like you don't talk about your salary, do you? <laughs> but generally. So yeah, 20,000 downloads sounds really good. So I'm happy to say that. That's a nice round number. Yeah, we're going to talk about If it's good, we're going to talk about it, like your salary, you know? Yeah, oh, we're not, we're not <laughs> going to talk about that. Um, we're also, as I've just literally just discovered before the episode, we are number one running podcast in Latvia. Hey! Though I did check our actual stats from our host... And it says we've never had a download in Latvia, so... That's bizarre, though. I mean, I'll take it, because it's on a chart. Yeah. I mean, there's only four other... There's only four in total on the chart. But still, number one's number one. Do you think Bobby is sort of putting us up the rankings here? Because she really she wants us be. to do well. You know, she really... Since that very first email, when she said, I'm sorry, you, you can't use bullshit, I think she's been rooting mm. for us. I, yeah, she's probably got that kind of sway, and she seems mm. like the kind of person that would probably fake downloads in Latvia for us a year later to yeah. get us on the chart. Yeah, I, I think so. I think it's all it's all Bobby. So cheers, Bobby, if you're listening. Yeah, cheers, Bobby. Uh, Amy, before we start, what tea were you just drinking there? Oh, yes. Tea update. So, um, Christmas is not too far away. I've uh-huh. got a lovely black tea and cinnamon. And it's Ooh. fantastic. I normally have a, a Christmas tea, which I think I've mentioned on the podcast before, from Wittards. Yes. But I went into Wittards a couple of months ago and they didn't have the Christmas tea in yet. So oh, um, I know, oh, no. which is you usually got cinnamon, but also lots of other things in. But this is just black tea and cinnamon. And it's quite nice. So, I'm very glad about that. I've just had a, just a standard tea before we've started and I've finished that now. So that's not much of a thing to no, tell. No point even talking about that. No, I won't. Oh, is that your penis, furry penis mug again? I've just got a glimpse it's of her penis. penis. It's the, from the Lion King. It's um. There was a see the other side soft of it. toy. It's a tail on the back. There was a soft okay, toy. Okay, you need to send a photo chest. of that. <laughs> we'll send a photo of that, and we'll see if people think that's a lion yeah, or a furry penis. I'm just looking at it on Skype, and it does look like it does look like a penis. Yeah. Thank you. Have a screenshot of that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and as we are now into our second year, it does mean we've got another year of podcast uh, hosting to pay for. So if people want to buy some merch, there's still buffs available. Said, yep. Get in t- contact with us in any kind of way. Not any kind of way, obviously. Don't turn up at my house or anything. Uh, just let us know you want a buff. Send us some money and I will send you a buff. And you'll look fabulous as you are modelling it right now, looking I'm wearing, pretty fabulous. Yep. I'm wearing a buff right now. And because, as long-time listeners know, I don't actually run, um, I wear my buff for... Well, for sitting around the house, really, where I don't want my hair to get in my eyes when I haven't washed it in five days. It's fantastic yeah. for that. So even non-runners, buy them for all your family and friends at Christmas. Is your hair even long enough to get in your eyes? It's not. I've got a top knot. I'm like a, whoa, whoa. a football player. I'm a professional football player. I've got a top knot. I know. Look at that. 
Damn! <laughs> long hair and everything now. I know, blimey. I know, I know. Things are changing. This is this is mad. I don't. New like year, this. new me. Speaking of things changing, <laughs> how much running have you done? None. I haven't done any. Like, <laughs> you know what? As well, since since you posted about my socials on uh, social media, people have been following me yeah. on Strava. Please oh, no. don't follow me on Strava because it's embarrassing. Because I'm not running. <laughs> I, I, I've had sort of five or six people follow me on Strava, which I'm assuming are people who listen to the podcast. Because uh, I recognise some of the names from the emails and things we get. I'm just like, please don't look. Please don't look at my oh, no. Strava because nothing's happening. And when it does happen, it's shit. So don't look. <laughs> you realise now you've said that. <laughs> Everyone's going to follow me on Strava. The contrary nature of our listeners are clearly going to please follow Amy. Are, are going to follow you now? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you've done nothing? <laughs> um, no, not really. I mean, work's been busy, life's been busy, uh, I've been ill, so yeah, no, nothing's happened. Oh. Yeah. What have you been up to? <laughs> well, I think just before, oh no, actually just after we recorded last time, I was going to do cross country. And I've done cross country now because it's been fucking ages <laughs> since we recorded. That was kind of weird. It was an odd event it was actually really nice it was really big there was loads of clubs there i tell you what the local running club gazebo game is on points we are lagging quite far behind it's because we've got no money because we're a little shit club but I tell you these other clubs they've all got these branded gazebos and like branded tables gazebos and chairs. Yeah, yeah yeah they've got logos on them and everything got the websites on there i mean they've spent the money on gazebos rather than websites some of them if we were honest but um i was well impressed so it looks really nice it's kind of a good event and obviously, it wasn't actually that muddy. I was expecting it to be a lot muddier. The, the thing I really enjoyed is that, uh, when a clubmate of mine went to register, because we don't understand how the cross-country thing works, because it's kind of old and a bit bizarre and antiquated. He went up to the desk and paid his money and filled in the little form, and then went, right, here you go, here's your envelope. And he's like, right, okay, what's, what's, why have I got an envelope? And they're like, oh, it's to put your token in at the end. And he's like, right, so... What, do I just carry the envelope with me? And they did a big, like, dramatic eye roll. And, oh, you get your token, you give it to your um, team manager, they put it in the envelope, then you put it in the box. He's like, right, where's the box? Where do I get a token from? They're like, oh. and it's like we're brand new to it. And they're, like, really kind of rolling their eyes at us that we don't understand because we haven't read their awful, awful website, which actually doesn't have the answers on it. I think we managed to figure out. Luckily, another club explained it to us. But that was kind of slightly annoying. The race itself, it was unfortunately, it was three laps. It was all on grass. It was only one really muddy patch, which was kind of quite fun. But it was just... I was going to say, when I was thinking about how it made me feel running through it, it was like, I was like running through like mud. Oh yeah, it was running through mud. But I just, my legs were just so tired. I didn't, it wasn't, I didn't feel like I was running hard or running fast, but I was just as tired as if I was, if you know what I mean. It was just yes. really odd. I ran pretty well. I think I did it in 9.6k in about 50 minutes, 49 minutes, which is pretty much what I was aiming for. And, you know, it was kind of a wild guess of what kind of pace to go. But yeah, it was just so hard because of the mud. And even when it's not that muddy, still takes a lot out of you. It wasn't that hilly. It was a fairly flat course. But it it's was a good fun event. It's running on grass. It's running on grass as well. Like, that's what puts me off cross country. Yeah, wet grass. Whenever I see pictures of cross country, it's just fields, running across fields. I like yeah. I like a nice trail, a nice trail, not bloody ridiculous <laughs> trails. A nice there were no trail. Rivers. Yeah, like, but just running across grass and fields, like, nah, mate, no way. There was a tree to jump over. That was good fun. 
that was the best bit you got to do that yeah. three times obviously and i did think it was odd at the end kind of the finish line there wasn't really much support there was lots of people milling about but not really any support which i kind of thought was a bit bad but actually it's because there's a middle section at this one in cardiff where the it kind of loops in and out a couple of times and there's like a big group of people in that loop so every time you come in and out of it there's lots and lots of support and cheering there which is really good mm-hmm. which I, I was really glad about because i was worried that i was going to do this whole thing and there'd be at the end there'd be one person <laughs> which was possible at the end but there was a lot of support in the middle which was really really good but i'll be doing hopefully the rest of this cross-country series uh, it should be quite fun i'm just trying to get people more people to do it because it's good fun well, don't ask me to. No, <laughs> I can't do normal races at the moment. I, I just enter races and don't go. It's like I'm donating. Oh, I mean, it's like races on my race charity. Where... <laughs> I did say on the podcast, didn't I? I was supposed to do warmly 10K, which, yeah. in my defence, my lift fell through for good reasons. Yeah. I'm not, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, my lift fell through for good reasons. And I could have, like, tried to get another lift. But I thought, you know what? That's a sign. It's a sign that I'm not meant to run this race. <laughs> I won't bother. And it was chucking it down with rain on the day. I thought, yep, good job I didn't go. <laughs> so I thought go. you were going to go with, like, you know, public transport would have been difficult oh, and all that. But instead it, you were that like... That too. That was But instead you were just like, nah, I didn't try. <laughs> I did look up on Google Maps, like, the route, and it would take me two hours to get there and two hours back. And I thought, nah, nah. Mm, yeah, to be no. fair. I just enter races, give them my money, because I like to support the race, and don't go. So they don't have to waste oh. their resources on me, you know. Charity. Well, good for you. <laughs> Well done. So the last episode, we talked about lots of things, or probably a little few controversial things. That's quite nice. Mm-hmm. So uh, the Ineos 159, did you watch it? No. Nope, me either. Mm-hmm. It was done. So what? Don't don't really care, to be honest. There good, was a lot on so- Yeah, there was a lot on social media afterwards saying, oh, you know, fantastic, greatest of all time, blah, blah, blah. It's like, I can't get excited about it. If you did it in a normal no. half marathon or normal, sorry, normal marathon, then yeah, but I couldn't get excited about it. Did you watch the video of him finishing? Yeah, I saw it on social media. No, I did think, you know, just as a purely kind of human emotional level, watching that video was really good. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, was, yeah. That was a lovely video of him finishing and running so quick and having all that support. On that kind of basic mm. level, that was lovely. Yeah. But the rest of it, I said, I just don't really care. And um, we had a tweet mm. from Carl G at Supersonic76, who said, another top episode. Kudos for Stuart for calling out on the whole Ineos situation. Uh, well, thank you, Carl. Um, and also thanks to Danny Norman on With Me Now. He mentioned it there. And he gave me the term greenwashing, which I thought was uh, really, really useful, uh, which is, according to Wikipedia, a form of spin in which green PR or green marketing is deceptively used to promote the perception an organization's products, aims or policies are environmentally friendly. Now, I suppose they weren't specifically saying they were environmentally friendly, but they're trying to put out that they're this wonderful, generous, sporty company when, in fact, they sell chemicals and oil. So, yeah, it's, it's like McDonald's sponsoring the Olympics, isn't it? You know, it's- Ugh, yeah, I think we've wasted <laughs> enough time on Ineos. A male stripper slash superhero, Vincent Black Lightning, at VBL1986, says, I'm guessing that Amy will be entering Barclay 2020 following her successful trail run. Yeah, I think we're just waiting for a call from Lazarus Lake, aren't we? I'm, I'm pretty sure you'll be invited. <laughs> there might be, because they have a sacrifice every year, don't they? That's true. So, yeah, I think I'm perfect. Um, yeah, I'm meet that criteria for the sacrifice i reckon i could you imagine me trying to do just one loop of Barclays? oh that would be how long wonderful. that would take how long that would take <laughs> i mean amongst our twenty thousand downloads if there's any uh contacts there with the organizer 
you know, Amy can just take along a shirt or whatever he needs that year. How and long? How long is it? We could crowdfund you getting there. I'm sure we could. Oh. That would be hilarious. A loop's a marathon, isn't it? Yeah, it's roughly. There's twenty. Well, it's yeah, twenty like, miles in theory, yeah, but it could yeah, be yeah. anything. That would take me days. You only get sixty hours to complete the whole thing. That would be it. Sixty hours, and I'd be like pussyfooting around some river somewhere, and yeah. The the sacrifice last time got ten miles, and yeah. I'm sure everyone watching that was like ten miles. I could do that. I imagine it's pretty hard yeah it looks like it's nasty terrain isn't it but you you still can't help thinking 10 miles yeah i could do that yeah 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 but i I reckon a lot of people could probably do like uh, a lot of experienced trail runners could probably do the first marathon like one in the 60 hours perhaps but a lot don't though still a lot of people actually get there still don't you just kind of think how hard can it be but i guess it probably is really 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 hard and I suppose if you're entering with the idea that you're going to complete the fun run, which I think is three marathons, it's that mental thing of knowing you've got to do that again three times. So you think, oh, you know what? Oh, God. Sod it. <laughs> Does have fun. VBL also has some BS news for us. He says the Great Eastern Run was cancelled while standing in the starting pen, but support the decision made. Yeah, we've got a little bit more on that later on in the news. Not yet, not yet. Save it, save it. Not the news yet. Keep the powder dry. Rachel Bentley says, listening to the latest episode on my run this morning, and you mentioned the amazing charity Cry or Cardiac Risk in the Young. I ran the Royal Parks Half Marathon on Sunday for them. I struggled with the run as I get anxious in big crowds, but totally worth it to raise money for this amazing charity saving young lives. Was losing it emotionally at the end. I think she means at the end of the half marathon, not at the end of the podcast. Never mind. Uh, she puts a brackets, big races of BS. Uh, but got a photo with these two amazing women. And she sent us a photo of her with Susie Chan and Sophie Rayworth. Hey. That makes it worth it at the end. Yeah, yeah. I'm a big Susie Chan fan. I love her Instagram. Susie Chan fan. Um, <laughs> yeah, and a great charity to run for. Yes, So definitely. well done. And as we said before, it's definitely worth looking up their website, Cardiac Risk in the Young, to see if they have a heart screening near you. And if you're under 35, they call you young. So that's worth it for the ego. I'm getting in there a month before I'm 30. God. Wait, how old am I next? 35. So yeah, hopefully I still get in there. Yeah, I need to sort this out in the next five years, which no, my ability to procrastinate won't happen. So. <laughs> no, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, if you're not running, then there's no risk. No, exactly. If I'm just sat on the sofa Smart. eating biscuits, it's fine. You know? <laughs> Eddie Murphy meme, tap and head. Yeah. <laughs> Our big question last podcast was about wearing your new race t-shirt and medal the day after at work or travelling back home. So we put this out, was it on Twitter? Was this a it was. tweet Twitter poll? Um, 36% said it's cool to wear your medal the day after and 64% said it's bullshit. Yeah, I was disappointed. You think I think it's because I, I thought it was I thought it was cool. No, I thought it was cool. I don't, I've got no problem with that. Like I said, it's like being a running wanker, but in a good way. Um, so most people seem to think the T-shirt was fine, but the medal is a bit far. I think if we had adjusted yeah. T-shirt, I think a lot of people would have gone the other way. But I think a lot of people think medal just a bit too far. It is the medal, especially if you're wearing them both together. Like that's a bit, you know. Nah. Well, okay. So a few reactions. Uh, obligatory mention. Liz says she wore her medal the day after London, so people knew why she was hobbling around and using the lift. Fair enough. Good reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark Atkinson said everyone at Chicago was wearing their T-shirt and medal afterwards and the flight crew made a fuss of them. That is Mark Atkinson just telling us what a big race he's done again, I think is what <laughs> he's doing there. 
And SBC is a big fan of showing off. She said if it was a big deal for you and you worked bloody hard for them, then of course it's all right to show them off. Of course, I've only read out the ones that I agree with because it's our podcast. So I've told us. <laughs> Rach K says, I agree that it's the height of running wankery to wear your medal the next day, especially on a flight. I did it recently and knew 100% that I looked like a total dick and did not care. Yes. Good for you. And uh, she's also listed some reasons here. So number one, Good. she says, I was super proud of my one and only marathon medal. Fair play. Number two, I need to indicate to others why I was walking awkwardly like John Wayne, but wearing normal clothes. I don't look anything like a traditional marathon runner. And number three, I sadly couldn't wear my event t-shirt as proof because it was damp, sweaty, gross from having to wear it after the race. Because the truck transporting my bag to the finish managed to get my bag and spare kit inside completely soaked. For fuck's sake. (laughs) And she also... Finishes at the end with, anyway, enjoy the podcast. Race trucks looking after bags badly are bullshit. Yes, they are. Can't have <laughs> the experience. But yeah, that is annoying to get your spare kit afterwards and it's soaking wet. Oh, God. That's that the one job. They had one job. You may have has left it, well, to transport it as well. Fair enough. But like, that's Do like number two on that list. Yeah, like number one is like transporting it to the finish line. Number two on the list is keeping it dry, keeping it in a reasonable condition. I thought the most important thing was to have fun. Always, always. <laughs> Susie Williamson at Susie Langley 81 tweeted about watching running. She said, I agree, watching running is BS, but random cheerers are awesome. If your name is Susie and you have Suze on your T or bib, it's the best. At Brighton Marathon this year, I got Suze shouted at me loads. I felt like a celebrity up the finish straight. Oh, hello. Uh, yeah okay (laughs) i agree yeah watching running is a bit bullshit but it's great that other people watch i'm really i'm always really appreciative that other people do it yeah yeah it was it would feel awkward to finish like a big city marathon and no one was there cheering at the end you're just like right all right then (laughs) but you do get a little paranoid when you hear people say your name yeah but you don't know who it was and so you get paranoid that you've missed someone that you know yeah, I've only yeah, done yeah. it a few times where I had my name on my beard and I've heard, well, I'm Stu. I'm like, well, oh, God, who was that? Who was that? Oh, shit, I didn't see them. <laughs> I feel really guilty then that I've missed someone. I forget that it's on my T-shirt. I like to do that to free people out anyway. Like, I'd be like, Suze, Suze. Like, like I knew her. <laughs> Don't know her. Suze. Well done, Suze. See you Monday. <laughs> <laughs> Louise Penny also got in touch on Twitter at Louie Penny. Loving running is BS's discussion of poop versus PBs. While running Cardiff Half, I saw some next level commitment from someone who seemed to have a similar incident at mile four. I would have sacked it in, so fair play, I guess. I think that's just inconsiderate, actually. (laughs) That's just rude, because at mile four, let me think where you are. Yeah, you're about there. That's busy there. Yeah. There's a lot of people around you still. Yeah. Shitting yourself at mile four and carrying on. No, you'd have to go clear yourself up. It'd be a go to the toilet, take your pants off, leave them in the toilet trick, wouldn't it? Run with one sock. But then if it, if it's a guy who's just got like shorts yeah. on with no no extra pants. You've got to make an effort though. You've got to go in the toilet and like try and sort yourself out a bit and then and then sack it off. But oh. yeah, but oh yeah, you're still you're still going to smell a shit there for a long time. Yeah. I don't know what I'd do in that situation. I think I would probably go home, actually. But if that was my first race and I trained really hard, 
I think, sod it. Because your mind does weird things when you're running. It does, yeah. To be fair, logic and running is, yeah. doesn't work. It's like counting and running at the same time is always bad. Trying to make decisions, not always yeah. the best. And once you get past like mile six or seven, that's it. Then you kind of have to stick with your decision. And sticking on the subject of poo, <laughs> Len Martin says, when is a trail poo something else entirely? Is it the distance or surface type that justifies a trail poo? Or something else. Well, I think the thing is about my opinion is that people say trail poo because I think a poo is more likely to happen on a trail, wild poo. Because if you're running in a city or like a resident somewhere that's built up, you're probably going to be able to find somewhere to go and have a normal poo. And you don't need to think about it then. If you're out on a trail in the middle of nowhere, you might need to do a little wild poo because, you know, that might be the situation. Mm. So I think a trail poo is just the fact that it's just a wild poo, isn't it? Because you've got no other option. Okay, so if you're out in like a big city park and you need to poo, Mm -hmm. is that okay? No, because you should be able to find civilization close by. There should be. You should be able to find a cafe or a pub or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, sometimes you have to, but yeah. So we're saying basically, it's it's only if you have no other choice. Yeah, I think a wild poo is okay. If you're doing wild poo in a city, not so great. No. No, no, no. That's just okay. um, yeah, that's bizarre and psychopathic. If you're doing a little poo in the, in the street in the in a city, I mean, there are fairly regular stories. I say regular. There's been a couple I've seen this year on Wales Online, uh, Wales's premier uh, purveyor of <laughs> bullshit news. There's been a couple of stories in there about people pooing in the street. Yeah, and those people are have issues, you know. <laughs> Whereas if they you're do, pooing yes. on a trail, it's like yeah, normal. <laughs> do we think Len has asked this? implying anything or perhaps a little guiltily yeah, and he's then. just like oh, hang on a sec uh, guys what do we what do we think a trail poo is because i did mine in a shopping center <laughs> <laughs> that does not count the bush no. in the car park does not count no 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 len we need more info or maybe we don't but where did this poo take place were there any witnesses <laughs> ray clayton tweeted about the london winter run 10k which is 40 pounds plus a booking fee to run through central london inevitably in the rain 40 quid for a 10k are they going to close roads and stuff is this a yeah it looks like a, it's a kind of a, another central london it looks like kind of the the landmarks kind of run that kind of way. but it's it's a central london one but the thing is it's 40 quid and it'll 40 sell quid. unfortunately 40 quid for a 10k that is insane yeah. london marathon is just over 40 quid isn't it yeah in That's like december hard. so it's going to rain in central london there um kate n uh american correspondent at mama needs a min she replied and she says holy smokes races are cheap over there that's the cheap side of standard here in the u.s my race prices this year she's listed what she's uh, been paying this year Uh, a baa distance medley which is a 5k a 10k and a half marathon that is 225 dollars the boston marathon 200 dollars main beach to beacon 10k 55 dollars the Falmouth Road Race 7 Miler, $75, and the Marine Corps Marathon, $180. That is mental. I do. I, I have heard that races are expensive over there, but that's, yeah, that's, that's ridiculous. That's How do people afford to do that? What? I just yeah. think they kind of don't. And they don't really have park run over there on the scale that we do. So if you want to run it's, a it's time growing 20K, now. yeah. It is quickly growing, but I just had a quick calculation there. Uh, $555 for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven races. Do they have club races? Like, you know, those, like I've just entered a race for eight quid. 
a club race. You yeah. know, that another um, club has put on. I mean, you know. I don't think they have the same kind of club culture. I am. Mm. I don't know if that's true or not. It seems to me whenever I see any race in America, it's just stupid expensive. Yeah. Even five yeah, yeah. k's can cost there's, 30 or 40 pounds there's like no in between it seems and maybe our american correspondent can get back in contact and, and let us know if this mm. is true but it seems to be the college high school level of like clubs of athletics mm. and then you have these ones for the general public which are really expensive there's nothing in between like a amateur club level you know those three pound eight pound so. races yeah there may well be on like very small scale local levels but as mm. i say i've not really seen that no, let us know kate get back in touch thank you <laughs> David Sinclair at Cardiff underscore Dave says I'm not a fan of flying particularly takeoff I try to distract myself with reading and or music nothing has worked better than at AA genders that's me um, her latest tale of woe about her nightmare trail run on running is BS a delight thank you as always PS at Stu Kaleli 100% agree REPBs Yes, so thank you very much. Well, this yeah. is very much is reading and or music, you could call this podcast. <laughs> so it's ideal for distracting yourself from takeoff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just if there's one thing worse. Yeah, the fear of running next to a fast-flowing river will, will take you away to another place other than the aeroplane, so yeah. And we actually just had a tweet from him the other day. He's only just caught up on a, the other episode, where you, your pigeon story. Yeah. Which have gone down very well. I think we're going to have to do a poll next week now about which story was better, the pigeon story or the trail run story. This is the thing. This is why when I come on on weeks like this where I haven't done anything, I don't feel too guilty because my other the times when something does happen, it happens. Oh yeah, it happens. <laughs> and I guess we should say congratulations to Dave because he is the Run Wales Run Leader of the Year 2019. Yeah. Yeah, congratulations, Dave. It's very impressive. I'm not exactly sure what it means, but it means he's nice and leads runnings very he well. Does. He's always leading talk. a running group. He, it's, he's oh, like 24-7 yeah. leading running groups. <laughs> yeah, he is always doing that. Have yeah. a day off, Dave. We've got a big, long email this week. So thank you very much to Maria Blythe for sending this in, all about the Great North Run, because she knows how much we love the Great Runs. This is a great story, actually. And there's something to complain about at the end. Right, so she says... I ran the Great North Run this year to raise money for charity. I'm not doing a silly voice or an accent or anything because I don't know where she's from. I'm just assuming she sounds exactly like me. It was in she's memory from, of she's someone... She's probably from up north. Do you northern accent? I'm not going to do it, no. <laughs> it was in memory of someone in my family who wanted to run 20 Great North Runs but passed away after running 19. So 20 of us ran his 20th for him. And she put in brackets, I thought I'd add that in to explain my reason for running it because I've run it once before. And although it was okay, it's too busy for what I enjoy and not very scenic. Anyway, the day was really hot and I was impressed because there were lots of messages up telling people it wasn't a day for a PB to slow down and try to keep cool. The announcers were telling people to wear a hat and sun cream. Very sensible. So then imagine my surprise when I looked online at the results and was prompted to click to find my score, which seemed to be some sort of age grading. I've been running for a good few years now and I'm not the fastest and thankfully I don't mind that but I felt a bit despondent for a bit after seeing my score was basically rubbish. I did my first ever half marathon in 2 hours 32 and have gradually chipped away once achieving the sought after sub 2 hours before it was cruelly snatched away from me as the course was a few metres short. Oh, not funny, but very funny. (laughs) But this time I wanted to beat my previous Great North run time of 2.24 and not overheat. 
I finished in 2.15, which I was pleased with, but according to the nonsense that is this score, in the most patronising voice possible, I am probably just starting out with my running. I might have even run the whole way without stopping. Um, I've attached the screenshot for you for info so you can see how rubbish it really is. I wish the organisers would put themselves in the shoes of runners for a second. If you were just starting out with running, having something like this could easily put people off. Now, she sent us the uh, the screenshots here. So it's got her name on, and then it says 498 points. And it, it's got a your overall position, and then the great for you position, which is the name of this scoring system. It's called great for you. And it's a great for you grade of green. Okay, fine. Let's see what green means. Green. For those perhaps just starting out or starting again in their running, or simply enjoying running at your own pace, you'll likely have run the whole course without a break. So well done and enjoy. I looked it up, uh, what their information about it, and um, they describe it as our clever fitness boffins have designed an algorithm that allows you to benchmark yourself against others in a more fair way, taking age, gender and course elevation into consideration. Okay, I kind of see what they're doing there. Fine. But there are so many other things that need work taken into consideration. <laughs> well, yeah, it's a, they give you a score out of a thousand, which is okay yeah fine but then they split it into these five categories with a cheery description like five categories so like less than 400 is one category and then 400 above then it kind of goes up to like the elite levels but like to split a spread of if you get a score out of a thousand out of like twenty five thousand people that have run this and then lump them into five categories so green it could be someone it could be an elite runner who's just run with their mum for the day it could be someone who's running as hard as they possibly can and has just snuck into that and just to get this kind of oh you'll probably run it all without a break so well done perhaps you perhaps you're just starting out yeah it's just so unnecessary yeah 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 it's so patronizing like I'm not a fast runner either and people who now follow me on Strava will see that but um when I ran ran Reykjavik I think that was about 215 just you know and i'm probably at some point gonna scoop under two hours but i won't probably i'm most likely not gonna get much faster than that and that's okay i still when i am training i still i still train a lot at my peak when i was training a lot i did two hours two minutes like that was good for me that was really hard if 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 i got a message like this saying oh well done you've done it's so patronizing everyone runs at different speeds like you can't assume just because someone runs a 215 half marathon that they're just starting out that's incredibly patronizing for somebody who either that's just their running pace and they're happy with that or that's a really good pb for them and they ran bloody hard yeah effort is the same for everyone no matter what your time is um the blue one i've also got here on the screenshot this is less than 400 points, whatever that means. For many, finish time is not the primary objective. The aim is to complete the event, run with friends, get off the couch, raise money for charity, and any and every other reason. You're great. So patronising. Oh. I mean, who asked for this? No, Were there runners not. finishing? Like, oh, if there was some kind of score to give me so I could be ranked by my age, gender, and course elevation. I bet no one has asked for that. It's something extra they've given, which is just meaningless. It, it's pointless because when you get race results from any race, you normally see what position you're in. So, and, and what position you're in overall, age, category, and gender. That's interesting. You might think, oh, I'm whatever out of all the females or whatever. You know, you might think about yeah. that. And then you know personally whether that's good for you or not, your time. 
you can then look yeah. at your time and think, right, I ran it, this is a PB, or this is good for me at this stage, or I've been injured and all those things. Who wants this? Like, who wants yeah. some patronising score saying, you're doing really well? Like, I can judge that myself, and most people can judge it themselves. Most people have their own goals in their head, regardless of whether yeah. they're just starting out or not. And the other way, actually, if you have trained really hard and for whatever reason you've blown up and you've had a really shit race, you've had stomach cramps, you've shit yourself at mile four, um, and then it says, oh, well done. Well, you were probably just out to finish and raise some money for charity because that's what slow runners do. And it's also a really busy race. It's the Great North Run. I mean, anyone who does like big sort of city half marathons knows they're so overcrowded. So if you'd have done that same race on a, if you'd done that same distance on a less crowded course, you probably could have beaten your PB by like 10 minutes even because it's just, these races are so overcrowded. And as she said, it was a hot day and they were being told not to run fast. Oh, crap. Thank you, Maria, for getting us wound up again (laughs) about one of the great runs. But well done as well on your doing your 20th doing that 20th yeah absolutely fantastic that is a that is a great reason to do it Mm -hmm. as well i really love that 20 people running someone else's 20th uh great north run for him fantastic well done now as we've just missed halloween uh if i could be bothered i'll put some sound effects in here um we've just missed halloween and so we've got some spooky running stories i fucking hate halloween (laughs) i really do i hate all that bullshit i hate fucking you get to buy a Mars bar that says spooky on it and it's just like got a green packet and all that kind of stuff. It's just, oh, it's horrible. Okay, anyway, but I did find these stories and they are really good. It's from a website called dumbrunner.com, a guy called Mark Remy. He used to write for Runner's World. Don't hold that against him. Uh, I've tweeted it a few times. Honestly, we could retweet all of their articles on there. They're really, really good. It's great to see someone that's writing about running but not taking it at all seriously. So we've got some spooky stories for you. First, Amy will read you The Out and Back. A woman set out early one foggy morning to do her weekly long run. She was alone and the route she'd mapped was 16 miles out and back, eight miles along a series of quiet country roads then eight miles back the way she'd come. She had downloaded two episodes of her favourite podcast for the run, in addition to her favourite running playlist. Everything was going well, until the woman paused at the turnaround for a gel and a sip of water. That's when she took out her phone and saw it. The battery was at 2%. She would have to spend the remainder of the run alone with her thoughts. The woman screamed and screamed. But nobody could hear her. Oh my god, Amy. Oh. <laughs> terrifying. Absolutely oh. terrifying. Can you even imagine? And that podcast she was listening to? Running his BS. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is horrifying. The horrifying twist in the tale. <laughs> we have another story for you. I shall read you The Volunteer. A young fellow was running a marathon on a day much like this one, hoping for a Boston qualifier time. His race began well, and he nailed his splits all the way through mile 16. Then he began to slow. By the time he approached the 20-mile marker, he was officially struggling, and had nearly given up on his BQ. Just then, he saw a curious old man on the side of the road. The man didn't say anything, but he smiled at the young runner with a twinkle in his eye, and held up a sign reading, If a marathon were easy, it'd be called your mum. 
The young fellow laughed. In the miles that followed, he rallied, regaining the time he'd lost and crossing the finish line in three hours, four minutes and twenty seconds. A Boston qualifying time by forty seconds. As a race volunteer offered him a space blanket, the young man described the funny old man who had saved his race. That sounds like old Gus, the volunteer said, frowning. Last year, during the race, he slipped on a banana peel at the mile 20 marker, fell and hit his head. The volunteer paused. Gus died that day. Just then, the race director announced that due to a misplaced traffic cone, the course was short by half a mile. The young runner screamed and screamed. Ah! Plenty of people could hear him, but were powerless to help. Ah! Those were some spooky, spooky stories. Spooky. I mean, it's scary because it could happen. Don't have nightmares. It's also spooky because the volunteer was from Yorkshire at uh, at a Boston qualifying race. I mean, that was odd. I don't. I don't think the volunteer knew where he was from. I think he's very confused. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. There are five more horror stories for runners, which we shall link to and send out on the socials next week. Ooh. Ooh. We'd like to know as well, have you ever had anything spooky happen on a run? Oh, good one, Amy. On a Halloween or otherwise. I mean, bonus points if you went out for a run on Halloween and something spooky happened. Yeah, but not if you were, like, dressed up as something shit spooky and then you saw mm. someone else dressed up in a spooky way. Yeah. I don't even know what spooky means anymore. It's just a meaningless word, isn't it? Yeah. But, <laughs> saying that, if something spooky <laughs> happened to you, we want to hear about it because it fills time for us. Thank you very much. Bullshit. Bullshit, bullshit, running news. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. Another poo story. This yeah, is the well, thing, right? We've had this story in different places with different people several times over the last year of this podcast. Yeah, but you know what? It's still funny. Every time it's funny. Right. So a female jogger has been caught on camera repeatedly pooing in a residential street <laughs> in Paddington, Australia. Why are people doing this? She was spotted and caught. I mean, I wrote C- this last week and I'm, it's oh. still funny. She was spotted and caught on CCTV twice. Again, it's, I know that's how you catch people, but it's always these CCTV pictures as well, the news articles of some woman squatting down. And according to neighbours, she had done it at least five times in three weeks. The, I hope she's pooing at home as well. That's not very regular. She needs to look at her diet. The woman who brought the story to the Daily Mail Australia is described as a celebrity publicist, but the local police have yet to receive a formal complaint. Yeah, I had to add that in there because it's kind of, it's a funny story about someone pooing in the street. But this, the woman that did it is a yeah celebrity publicist and went straight to the Daily Mail rather mm. than the police. So yeah. Because actually, there were some good quotes in there from neighbours who were saying, look, it's obviously someone with a problem and yeah. they clearly need help. So they weren't being quite as like vicious and attacking. They yeah. were saying this is probably a bad thing that someone needs to help with. Yeah, still, someone... I, I, I do wonder whether a lot of these stories are people with not just stomach issues, but other sort of issues where they feel the need to defecate in the street. But I'm just... I'm sick of all these stories, these pooing stories. I, every time I see it I, on the show notes, I think we've had this story before. But no, it's another person shitting in someone's front lawn. A lot of people shit. Everybody poops. Everyone's got to poop in someone else's lawn. 
And uh, as we've mentioned before, not a poo story, don't worry. There has been a slew of cancelled and disrupted races in recent weeks, including the Great Birmingham Run, which was cut short by a mile after advice from the police due to a suspicious vehicle on the route. Runners complained on social media that they should get a refund, including someone calling it a total farce and incompetence. Yeah, there's always someone saying that, though, isn't there? Even if it went off without a hitch, there'd be someone saying that. (laughs) That's true, yeah. The Great Eastern Run was called off completely after a major armed police operation was launched over a suspicious man. On this occasion, it seems witnesses had misinterpreted the suspect's actions. Runners have been offered refunds or deferrals. What was was he doing? What was he doing? I, they haven't said. They haven't actually released any details. Um, but, yeah, there's, it's unfortunate. I think they're on the same day or certainly the same weekend. Uh. And it's just these two big races, you know, one cut short. I think they were delayed by about half an hour. And then they said that it will only be 12 miles because they're cutting off a section mm. of the route for police advice. And Great Eastern Run called off completely, which must be an awful thing to do if you're a race director. It, it seems quite, yeah, it seems quite surprising because... The atmosphere that I feel at the moment is that security doesn't seem to be too crazy compared to how it was like a couple of years ago. So I'm surprised that there's been this reaction to like, oh, a suspicious person, a suspicious vehicle. It seemed like that madness had died down a bit. Yeah, I think this possibly is a bit of fallout. There were rumours about Extinction Rebellion because that's Mm -hmm. when they were in London really kicking off. Mm -hmm. And they were potentially, uh, people had heard they might disrupt the Royal Parks half which is obviously a really big deal. And it goes, you know, through big landmarks in London. So I wonder maybe if the police were a little bit twitchy. I know this wasn't in London, but perhaps mm. they were just a little concerned. I mean, that's the thing. It's a security concern. If the police say this is the best thing to do, you have to go with that. I mean, yeah. you don't, you can't really argue that. Calling it a total fast and incompetent, you know, don't be a dickhead about it. The police tell you it's not safe. It's not safe. No, and they're not expecting that to happen, are they? So they're not going to have really concrete plans in place on what's going to happen if this happens at this point of the route is, you know. I think the problem with the Great Eastern Run was it had been delayed so long that they were going to hit their cutoffs too early because the roads have to be reopened at a certain time. They have to reopen. Um, And so that would have meant people at the tail of the race being pushed onto the pavements and then having to cross open roads. So it was considered dangerous. So they just called it off. I'd love to know what that man, I'd love to know what that man was doing though, because it's a major armed police operation around some bloke. The Leicester Half Marathon was also cancelled due to flooding on the course. They can't really complain about that. However, runners who could show they ran the distance anywhere else that weekend were still able to claim their medals, which is a nice idea. There was a group of firefighters who ran 63 laps around oh a football stadium in their full uniform Christ. in order to get their medals. That's not a bad idea. I like no. that. And can I just take this opportunity to say I've run the last half marathon before, a couple of times actually, and it's a really good race. It's usually quite quiet. Um, I got my half marathon PB on that course. It's really a marathon quiet as well, but um, it goes through a lot of parks. And I think that's why I was flooded because it goes through one part with like a massive lake. And I saw the pictures online and Copy it was that. almost up to people's knees. So, mm. yeah, I'm not surprised it was cancelled. But I think it's a good idea. I mean, we sort of went off a bit about virtual races. But in this sort of situation where it's not possible to put the race back or do it another time. Yeah. yeah as an alternative, it's a good idea. Yeah. And let people send in their thing and send them back a medal. They've paid for the medal and the T-shirt, really. So, yeah. Yeah, that is an interesting point. Like if the race is cancelled, do you still want that? medal and t-shirt i mean you have paid for them do you i wouldn't i wouldn't bother i wouldn't bother no because i i I want to think about the experience (laughs) 
Yeah, but for running somewhere else, sending in your evidence, sending in your Strava mm-hmm. thing to them, and then sending them out, that's decent of them because they don't have to yeah. do that. I think if it's your, especially if it's say your first half marathon or marathon or whatever, so that's the first time perhaps you're running that distance because a lot of people, if it's your first half marathon, you only train up to ten miles or whatever. So if it's your first time running that distance, I can understand. Whereas if you're someone who's run a few half marathons before, I personally I wouldn't be bothered. I'd just leave it. I wouldn't bother claiming my t-shirt or anything. So it seems uh, Leicester, they might have sad voices, but they've got happy hearts. <laughs> they do, they do. That's why we don't need to have happy voices, because it's all in our hearts, you know? We oh, don't need to lovely. overcompensate. Also, in terms of cancellations, the Bournemouth Marathon has been cancelled and replaced with a running festival. Jesus. Consisting of a 5k, <laughs> 10k and half marathon. What is it with these running festivals? Um, You've got to have a festival. <laughs> is there going to be music and stuff as well? Because that's what they do at these running festivals, some of them. Mm. They'll have like the running and then they'll have like bands playing in the evening. It's just... Um, they have a lot of PR spin about being forward-looking and visionary, blah, 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 blah. But basically, they want attractive, fast races by the sea rather than a hilly residential marathon, which could be anywhere. Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, that, I think that's actually not a bad reason. I think they've said, mm. look, you can do marathons in a lot of places now. Yeah. And they said, I think they were kind of, not actually explicitly, but kind of saying a lot of theirs goes through residential streets, possibly not that interesting and a little bit hilly. Yeah. So cancel that one put on some better faster races on the seafront with more support Mm -hmm. that's not a bad reason if they'd have just said that but they were there was all this kind of oh we're really visionary and we want to bring you know the best possible running experience to the festival blah 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 blah. is this festival with the idea that people could do all three if they wanted to and maybe get a special medal or something or Uh, yeah i think so i think there was like the 5k the day before or something like that and Uh, then the others on the the day after, kind of perhaps similar to the rock and roll kind of weekends. But, you know, it's a bit of a shame. I know it's a lot of people uh, I've seen on Twitter have done the Bournemouth Marathon and actually really enjoyed it. And obviously, if it's local to them, they really enjoyed it as well. Mm-hmm. But it's a bit of a shame that one's going. But then there are marathons everywhere now. And they're, they're probably having to compete with Brighton as well down that, that end of the country. Probably, yeah. So, yeah. You know, I've actually I found myself considering maybe doing the Newport Marathon next year. New Why? basically because it's the closest one that i can do i can stay at home the day before and then get the train home and go to bed that's Mm. kind of the main reason also i've never run a marathon i'm i'm really surprised that we don't have a marathon in cardiff because wasn't that supposed to be was there an announcement or there was supposed to be a big announcement about the the cardiff the wales marathon or the cardiff marathon in like yeah 2016 i think it was like the day after the half marathon the world world half marathon championship was that and they were like oh we've got a big announcement there will be a marathon in cardiff details later on and a yeah. few months later they're like nah sorry there actually isn't We're, it's, it's going to be one in Newport instead yeah I think there was issues with Cardiff Council is what I heard whether that's true or just mm, rumours okay. I think there was issues with the council and closing the roads that could be completely false that could just be rumours yeah but I, it's really surprising though for a capital city that they don't have a marathon yeah I guess it's because it's not a huge city mm. it's not many places you know because a lot of them they do get out into the countryside a little bit just to take it out of the town you can take people like, out close towards, off. you know Penarth and Cosmiston and yeah that's kind of what I was expecting yeah but uh, the Newport one the thing is the Newport one it's not really a city marathon like the start mm. and finish mile is in the city the rest of it is just in the country you go over yeah. the bridge and, they, and you go through an industrial estate. I like the way they make a big deal of, oh, you see the uh, the transporter bridge, one of the only two transporter bridges in the UK. Mm. You see it side on, mm. 
we'll kind of or kind of end on i guess uh, so you don't actually see the bridge span you see it end on you run towards mm. it you turn around and then you run away from it and then you carry on through the industrial estate but basically i haven't run a marathon i've run a couple of ultras i've run loads of half marathons i've never quite fancied a marathon but i've, I've at the same time i've kind of always said i'll probably do one eventually to get a time and then mm. probably another one to try and beat that time yeah this this one's close uh, and I can go to bed straight after it. And so you've got to be, you've got to think of the content as well. Yes, it'll be good for that. I mean, if it is a crap race and I really don't enjoy the marathon, then yeah, that that's, I can get like 10 minutes out of that. 20, so. you could stretch it to 20, for sure. I'm not quite as good as the story is. I, I don't think, I don't think those kind of dramatic things happen to me as much. <laughs> yeah, you have to be a slightly more dramatic person. You, you attract the drama somehow. I do, I do. <laughs> the best thing was, that picture, that, that screen capture from the trail running that I did, that like, oh, going on a bit of an adventure, lads, that I posted on my, on my Insta story. Little did I Little know. did you, yeah, little did you know. <laughs> oh, adventure follows me everywhere. So have you actually got anything planned for the next couple of weeks? No. I, I, to be fair, I am moving house. Um, I'm moving yeah. because we need a studio for the podcast. Yeah. So that's why um and i need to be so a you're bit... moving house and yeah. there's going to be a studio in the new house there is for that. podcast studio. amazing yep that's what i bought it for i mean for the for the hour a week you spend on it hour every two weeks you spend on it you to buy a house with an extra room for that is real dedication thank it's you more so like much half an hour. i mean i will do some of my day job in there as well there will be a little desk in the corner where i do you know oh. that sort of thing yeah but don't allow that to get in the way of no. any podcast work we need to do no no, exactly. So also, if anyone wants to buy any buffs to help Amy <laughs> buy a house, I mean, we, if we can put a few quid towards that, you know, That'd that be helps. Great. That'd be great. I'm also moving further away from where our running club meets, so I'll have another excuse for not coming to club. I'll never see you again. <laughs> no one's going to see me. I'm going to be a whole mile further away, so no one will see and me. And Catch to 5K finishes in a few weeks, so you won't bother to come back after that. No, I don't go to Catch 5K as it is. <laughs> For one of the leaders, yeah, yeah, you're really helping out. <laughs> yeah, that's just my life at the moment. Total fucking mess. Legend. So, yeah, uh, but other than that, I'm building up my mileage. So, oh. follow me on Strava and see see how I get on. How many people have just taken a drink now you've said building up the mileage? <laughs> You'll all be sorry when I'm running 100 miles a week and. You'll be like, just yeah. building my mileage, bitches! Just, just building up my mileage. Might take a. A slow week this week and only do 60 miles this week, you know, no big deal. Yeah, whatever, just build that up, you know. Yeah. I did three miles last week, I think, or was it the week Ooh. before? I know, I know. I'm, I'm trying not to get injured, though, so I thought I'd better, better rein it in a bit and do no miles this week. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> well, I went from doing like, I've been doing about 20 or 25k a week. I've tried to keep it a bit lower than I would like, but fairly consistent. But then I went out and did 28k mm. in one day. But that was that was like over five hours, and that way I did another nice bit of coast path, and I spent five hours just uh, going up and down cliffs and exploring a lovely bit of Pembrokeshire. So that, I thought yeah. that was very sensible of me doing twenty k a week and then twenty eight k in one day. I'm just going to yeah. put it out there, like what I need to build up to again is thirty miles a week because that's my sweet spot. That's my not getting injured but still being fit enough to run PBs. So for accountability. It's that is yeah. a decent amount though. To be fair, that is that is still quite a long way. That's still what forty five. 50k a week it's yeah still, but quite a lot. i had my routine and i was doing it and it was all fine and dandy if i tried to raise it even to like 35 that's when i'd get injured 
Um, that's what I need to build back up to. That's what I say when I'm building up my mileage. 30 miles a week is going to happen. Okay. Project 30. Have you actually got any plans for next year? Have you got like a big aim for next year or anything No. Like um, I've entered a, a 10K trail race January. Okay. There you go. That's the big one to aim for. <laughs> I want to do. I want to do the ultra again. The ultra, the um, the bogum that I did this year. I want to do that again, but actually yeah. train for it. So um, I need to enter that. <laughs> this, but uh, yeah, I need to actually train for that. But it will probably be the the situation will likely be that I thought, oh well, I did it last year, only running fourteen miles as my long run, so I can do it this year. So I need to get out of that mindset and actually train for it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, perhaps I think we'll do like an end of year uh, podcast again. And perhaps we'll hopefully if we've got some plans by then, yeah. we can talk about those and see what everyone yeah, else definitely. is up to as well. So <laughs> what have you got coming up, Stuart? Because everyone's dying to know. <laughs> yeah, say it like you mean it. Thanks, Amy. That's great. I've got cross country again um, down in Pembrey. Now, this is the odd thing about our cross country. It's called the Gwent League. You know, Gwent is an old county of Wales. It doesn't actually exist anymore. But none of the five races actually take place in the old oh. county of Gwent. In fact, one of them takes place in England. So I'm very confused by this. So I'm going down to like Carmarthenshire, which is like two counties over from Gwent, to do the next set of cross country. Hopefully it won't be as wet, but hopefully there'll be plenty to complain about. Well, it's 9.9k for a start, so that's something to complain about. Not only is that just further than I want to run, it's also 9.9k. Just put a little loop in there oh, and yeah, make it yeah. I'd Come have on. to keep running. Although I'm assuming as a woman, I wouldn't be running that far anyway. Or is this one with equal distances? Well, don't be ridiculous. Women can't My run that far. My womb would fall out. 9.9k? Oh, your poor little brain would overheat. No, oh, bless your heart. Do you think there'll be people running 9.9k and then carry on over the finish line looking that at the watches? That would be me. That would be me. Just running up and yeah. down the finish straight until you get to yeah, 10k. Yeah, that would be me. Except it wouldn't because I'm a woman, so. <laughs> okay. If you want to get in touch, you want to tell us what you're up to. If you want to tell us what about running is bullshit, we always want to know. You can tweet us at running is BS. You can search for us on Facebook, running is bullshit, or email with a nice long story like Maria did, running is ball at gmail.com. It's a slightly shorter episode this week because I've been too lazy to find a guest. I've got a few in the pipeline. I'm working on it. I'm working on it, okay? Mm -hmm. It's complicated. Basically, we've run out of the people that we know and are close by and reliable. So now I'm having to actually make an effort to find new people. So the low-hanging yeah. fruit is gone. I'm sure our past guests will, will be really flattered by that. <laughs> oh, they don't listen. I just always assume no one listens. It's much easier that way. Uh, and we will be back in two weeks. Or yeah, we'll do maybe. our best to be we'll back see. in two weeks. I mean, at the moment, we're pretty much the best three-weekly running yeah. podcast out yeah, there. Yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure. We're going to aim to be a moderate two-weekly yeah. one if possible. <laughs> that would be fine. So thank you very much. We'll be back in a couple of See weeks. See you later. Bye. Take care. Watch the road. Best wishes. Kind regards. <laughs> Straight. Bye. Everybody poops. Everyone's going to poop in someone else's lawn.